welcome to episode 68 of the Get More Sports Podcast. My name is Doug McCain. Thanks for rocking with us once again. On today's episode, Miles Garrett, he tries to murder Mason Rudolph. Suspensions have been handed out. We're going to tell you what the NFL should do with Miles Garrett. And then Carmelo Anthony, he signs with the Portland Trailblazers. He makes his return to the NBA. We're going to tell you what that means for Melo and the Blazers. And then the Los Angeles Clippers, Paul George, he makes his return last night. He has a great game, but the Clippers fall to the Pelicans last night. They're now sitting at 7-5. and five. I'm going to tell you what's going on with the Los Angeles Clippers. All that much more here on episode 68 of the Get More Sports Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, or review the podcast wherever you get your podcast these days. And then head to YouTube and watch all the clips from today's episode right over on YouTube. And give me all your takes right down below in the comment section. So I want all your takes. But we've got a jam-packed show for you guys. Lots to get into. So let's get right into it. It's showtime. Are you ready? Let's get it on. And we're going to start with a beatdown in Browntown. A wild scene last night out of Cleveland in a game where there was a football game for about 59 minutes and 52 seconds. There was a game, and in that said football game, the Cleveland Browns looked decent. Baker Mayfield, 193 yards passing, two touchdowns, and that defense, they were getting after it all night long. But then it was on between Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph. And Mason Rudolph, a terrible night on the field. He goes 23 for 44, four takeaways. But it was the fifth takeaway that everyone's talking about. And, of course, I'm talking about when Miles Garrett took away his helmet and did damage with it. He was trying to do brain damage with it, and he was trying to end Mason Rudolph's career, and he's lucky because last night he almost ended his. Rips the helmet off Rudolph's head and then eventually swings it and hits him in the head. And then Ogunjobi comes up and hits Rudolph from behind. And my first thing I want to say about this is this has to be the most 2019 Browns thing ever. You win a game last night, you look solid, you take care of business, but that win is all overshadowed by immature drama and the antics of Miles Garrett. And you got to say, Baker Mayfield, yeah, I like the way he handled it after the game. Here's Baker Mayfield talking about Miles Garrett. That's inexcusable. I don't care, rivalry or not, we can't do that. That's... That's kind of the history uh, of you know what's been going on here lately, hurting yourself, and that's just endangering the other team. That's inexcusable. And then, of course, Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph, they had their sides of the story. Yeah, I, mean, I, th- I thought it was pretty cowardly, kind of pretty Bush League, which, you know, there's plenty of tape out there to watch. I haven't seen it replayed, but yes, I'm, I really haven't seen it, anything like that, yeah. And I made a mistake, and I lost my cool, and you know. Not regret it. You know, it's it's going to come back to, to hurt our team. You know, you know, I appreciate you know, my team having my back, but it just never got to that point. That's on me. And then you know this fight just completely broke the internet last night, right? Everyone was chiming in. Patrick Mahomes said, bro, I can't believe that just happened. And then Samuel L. Jackson, he got in the mix. He tweeted this out, quote, cowardly and bush league from the dude that started it. 
Really? And did he say Bidwell trying to get up? Three Steelers, one Brown, QB being aggro, played badly, fought worse. So, and Samuel L. Jackson is right. Mason Rudolph, he's not innocent all this. He played a part in it. But Mason Rudolph, he was out there playing Madden. Miles Garrett's out there playing Mortal Kombat, and he was trying to finish him. He was finish trying to finish him. him and end his career with his own helmet. So in a league where all the rules have been revised for player safety, trying to avoid helmet-to-helmet contact, you never think of having a player have to worry about his own helmet getting bashed on his own skull because let's be honest here. Last night, if that was Tom Brady and someone took Tom Brady's helmet off and bashed him in the head with it and he looked like Marvin from Pulp Fiction, then there'd be a different story here. Miles Garrett wouldn't have to worry about wearing those brown and orange stripes. It'd be about those black and white stripes because he would be in jail for a long, long time. And then you have all these Browns fans out there. They're just embarrassing themselves right now all over social media. They're trying to make the case that Mason Rudolph hit Miles Garrett under the belt, that he hit him with a low blow. Well, guess what? He did it. You know why? We've got the alternate angle of the fight. Check it out right here. He can also use that steel chair because it's no! Uh, no, but that was all fake. Last night was very real, and the NFL, they've already come down hard. They've already issued suspensions and fines. Here's a statement from the NFL. The Pittsburgh Steelers and Cleveland Browns organizations have each been fined $250,000 and three players, Cleveland's Miles Garrett and Larry Ogunjobi and Pittsburgh's Marquise Pouncey, have been suspended without pay for their actions in Thursday night's game. Garrett has been suspended without pay indefinitely at a minimum for the remainder of the regular season and postseason and must meet with the commissioner's office prior to a decision on his reinstatement. He was also fined an additional amount, Garrett violated unnecessary roughness and unsportsmanlike conduct rules, as well as fighting, removing the helmet of an opponent, and using the helmet as a weapon. Pouncey has been suspended without pay for three games and fined an additional amount for fighting, including punching and kicking an opponent. Ogunjobi has been suspended without pay for one game and fined an additional amount for unnecessary roughness, specifically for shoving an opposing player to the ground during an altercation. Additional discipline for other players will be forthcoming through the standard accountability process, including those players that left the bench to enter the fight area. And now the the question is, is Mason Rudolph going to press charges against Miles Garrett? Because, hey, it might not be Miles Garrett. It might be Trials Garrett because according to his agent, he was quoted as saying today, I am gathering all information and no options have been removed from the table, said Tim Younger. That's his agent, and he looks like he's going to lawyer up, and it could be Trials Garrett because he could be facing legal action from Mason Rudolph. Now the question is, what is the proper suspension for Miles Garrett? Well, last night, it was unacceptable. You can't condone it, tolerate it, or justify it in the NFL in 2019, and he was just downright mean last night. Last night, he solidified himself. He cemented himself as the new dirtiest player in the NFL. Last night, he was so mean, he made Indominic and Sue and Vontez Burfick look like Bob Ross and Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. 
That's how mean he was, and I think the proper suspension is 16 games. One, he's already cemented himself as a dirty player. Look what he did to Trevor Simeon. Look what he did to Delaney Walker. This guy is a filthy player at this point, and a full year would allow him to rehabilitate himself. I give him a second chance. I think he's talented enough to really do some soul-searching and get this out of his system because a full year makes perfect sense. Look, if this happened in the first game of the season, it would have been a full-year suspension. If it happened game five of the season, it'd be the rest of the year. So you got to give it an entire season, and I think that Miles Garrett should not contest this. He's a dirty player. He needs to be out for an entire year, and the Cleveland Browns, this just devastates their defense because he's so talented, and it's unfortunate because last night was just ugly. And we're going to switch gears to the NBA, where Paul George, PG-13, was back in action for the Clippers last night, and he balled out. Paul George looked great. 33 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists on 10 of 17 shooting. Only problem is, Clippers didn't win the game. Clippers lose to one of the worst teams in the NBA, the New Orleans Pelicans, a Pelicans team without Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, Okafor. They were missing all kinds of guys, and the Clippers lost because Kawhi Leonard chose not to play. Second out of a back-to-back. And, of course, you got the two lamest words in sports right now, load management. So no Kawhi Leonard last night. Paul George had a great game, but he wasn't happy about it. Here's Paul George after the game. Um, I thought I was terrible. Um, I got a lot to get back to um, just from my performance on defense um, and just for the flow of the game. And then just, you know, I haven't had any time, you know, just getting a feel for the, for the for this speed, you know, in a long time. So, um, you know, it's just good to get this one under my belt. This was essentially like my first preseason game. So, you know, it's, it's a lot to take from this and, uh, you know, take it into the next game. Wait, did Paul George really just say that he thought he played terrible in a game where he scored 33 points in 24 minutes? PG-13, that's a solid game, okay? You played well last night. I don't know what you think is a bad game. Terrible is when you went 2 for 16 and 0 for 6 from 3 in that game 6 clincher with the Thunder and the Jazz. That was terrible. Last night, you look like a first-team All-NBA caliber player. You look like a great player last night. By the way, when is Paul George going to change his middle names to John and Ringo? He's got to do it eventually, right? Paul, Ringo, John, George, the Fab Four. I'm telling you, you've got to I'm do John it. But the problem with the Clippers right now is the, the Kawhi Leonard load management thing, this is not working out. The load management for the claw is starting to hurt this Clipper team. He sat out three games this year. They've lost all three of those games. Last year, the Raptors went 17 and 5 when Kawhi Leonard sat out to load manage, but they also went 4 and 5 against teams above 500. So, like I said in the summertime, you can't load manage in the Western Conference because you got teams that are already starting to create some separation. The Los Angeles Lakers, they've taken advantage of a relatively soft schedule to be at 9-2. and two. You got the Rockets at 8-3, and three, the Jazz at 8-3, and three, and this Clipper team, they can ill afford to go on the road in the playoffs for multiple series and expect to be an NBA champion. So they need to find out a way for this team to, I think, Kawhi Leonard, look, 
I think he's still feeling the effects of a postseason where it was historic for how many minutes he played. The grind of last year, it's clear that he's not at 100%. Sometimes the way he's walking out there, the way he favors that knee sometimes. This Clipper team, for them to have success, for them to be a top three seed, Paul George is going to have to lead this team. Paul George is going to have to do the bulk of the scoring and put all those minutes in because, look, Kawhi Leonard carried a team to the NBA Finals last year. Kawhi Leonard played more minutes than any player in NBA history in a postseason, and Paul George, he's coming off two back-to-back first-round exits. So he should be fresh. He should be able to carry this team. But if you're the Clippers, the encouraging sign last night, how many times Paul George went to the line? He went to the line 10 times last night. He made all of his three point shots three threes for Paul George last night and if you look at it coming into last night's matchup the Clippers were bottom 10 in the NBA in both effective field goal percentage and true shooting percentage so as a team they were shooting 32.2 percent from three and that puts them at 27th in the NBA so keep in mind too they just lost their best shooter Landry Shamet. he's going to be out for an extended period of time with a high ankle sprain so Paul George you're going to have to earn your money on this team you are going to have to step up and be the MVP of the Clippers. For the Clippers, for me, for the Clippers to have success, for them to get a top four seed, I think Paul George has to be the MVP of this team. You could say Kawhi Leonard's a better player, but Paul George has to be the MVP for the Clippers for them to have success this year. And next, Carmelo Anthony is back in the NBA. Melo is back. He signed with the Portland Trailblazers, and it was reported by Adrian Wojnarowski on Twitter and a tweet that read, Portland is signing Carmelo Anthony. League sources tell ESPN, and he would go on to say the deal is non-guaranteed and that he's going to be joining the team in the upcoming road trip. So Carmelo Anthony, he's back in the league. A lot of people saying it's about damn time. That's what Dwayne Wade said, and you hear a lot of people out there. Did he get blackballed? Did he get Kaepernicked from the NBA? And the answer is no. Carmelo Anthony did not get blackballed. His skill set just started to decline. Father of time, they caught up with Carmelo Anthony, and they caught him hard. So the way he plays his game, he relies on that mid-range shot, and he just cannot play defense like he once was able to. Right now on defense, he's a liability. I saw it with Houston. I saw it with Oklahoma City. Teams hunted Carmelo Anthony. They're going to do it in the pick and roll all day long. But this Portland team, they desperately needed some help at the forward spot. Zach Collins has been out with an injury. And this Portland team, a slow start. They've started the year 4-8. and eight, And it's kind of crazy when you think about it because Damian Lillard really spoke this into existence. He's been talking about the idea of playing with Carmelo Anthony for quite some time. See, look, I tried two years ago, I tried to get Melo to come to Portland. Mm-hmm. And he went to Oklahoma City. Then after that, I tried to get him to come to Portland again, and he went to Houston. Mm. So I, at this point... You're not putting your hand out again. The team or me, I'm like, he ain't coming here. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just 
Well, he deserved to be in the league, but like too. he ain't coming here. And Damian Lillard would go on to tell Rachel Nichols today, I believe he can help us. Obviously, I like to see our early season struggles turn around, and hopefully we can be part of a great bounce back for Melo as well. So this Portland team, a couple takeaways. One, what does this mean about Kevin Love? Does this mean Kevin Love is not on the table at all because you know that they've been enamored with Kevin Love for quite some time, and by bringing in Carmelo Anthony, if he's going to play that forward spot, then you got to believe that maybe Cleveland is not willing to deal him. But if you're the Portland Trailblazers, you hope he comes in and he embraces the role. He embraces the fact that, hey, he has no guaranteed deal. If it doesn't work out, they can cut him. And you know he's not going to do that. He's going to make the most of this opportunity because he wants a little bit of that farewell tour action. He wants to go and play in Denver and play in New York and get those standing ovations and get the ovation that really he's due. I think Carmelo Anthony, obviously, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's a guy who was so close to beating Kobe's Lakers, he could easily be a champion right now. Instead, he's a college champion with Syracuse, won a national championship there, and and then he's a gold medal winner. So Carmelo Anthony, one of the great scorers in NBA history. But like I said, it does not solve their problems defensively. If you look at it right now, the Trailblazers are 19th in the league in overall defensive rating at 109.2. And not only is he not going to help that, he's going to hurt that. When he's on the floor, their defense is going to plummet. I hope I'm wrong because I'm a fan of Carmelo Anthony. So I hope he can find something. And I hope he takes a page out of Dwight Howard's book. If you look at Dwight Howard, the redemption story in Los Angeles, he goes in there, he can turn around like Dwight Howard. So, because you see him in those workouts, he's always killing it in those workouts. I hope that he comes in, he's a catch and shoot deadly three-point shooter. We've seen it in the past. Jason Kidd, we've seen players evolve their games. I hope Carmelo Anthony is the latest example. So we're going to find out which mellow we're going to get. Are we going to get Olympic mellow? Are we going to get hoodie mellow? He's in Portland. Maybe we're going to get flannel mellow or fleece mellow or maybe beanie that comes off the top of your head mellow like the hipster mellow I have no idea I think that's what they dress like in Portland I never been there but hey this is a good thing for Carmelo Anthony he deserves this opportunity but for the Portland Trail Blazers this year they're sitting at four and eight I really think it's ultimately not going to change them as a contender or pretender I think they're middle of the pack in the Western Conference right now but before we wrap, I want to hit you with the Get More Sports Fact of the Day. We want to know, what were the longest suspensions in NFL history? You got a couple of lifetime bans. One for Arch Sleister, who was given a lifetime ban. He's a former Ohio State quarterback, played for the Colts. He got banned for life for his involvement in a multi-million dollar sports betting operation. He got the lifetime ban. And then there's Stanley Wilson. He had already gotten busted twice for cocaine. And then the night before the Super Bowl against the Niners, he gets busted in his hotel room doing multiple lines. He got the lifetime ban because it was his third offense. And then a decade later, he was sentenced to 22 years in jail for burglary. So hopefully Miles Garrett gets back on track. But that is going to do it for episode 68 of the Get More Sports Podcast. As always, my name is Doug McCain. You can follow me at DMAC underscore LA. That's at DMAC underscore LA. 
Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you get your podcast these days. And then head to YouTube, subscribe to that YouTube channel, hit that notification button, and most importantly, give me all your takes on all of today's topics right down below in the comment section. But hope you guys have a great weekend. See you guys Monday, and I'm out.